0: Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast Mid Off. Because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man from the right side of the Murray come good, Mick. And let me introduce <laughs> you to the rest of the team. Next up is the man that Chris Rogers modeled his game on. Welcome,
1: David. Who's that talking? I can't see anyone. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Technology's let us now yet uh, again. 190 episodes. <laughs>
0: All righty. Next up is Port Arlington's answer to Dizzy Gillespie. Welcome, Alex.
2: All right. That's bit, well, I don't know why, but gentlemen, right, welcome. this after
0: you had your big fucking blustering thirty-five innings the other week. Oh
2: yeah. When I um, I got clapped as I went out, I got clapped off because you what know i heard of me scoring over fucking twenty-five. <laughs> so I just I was did think about doing the Dizzy Gillespie riding the um, wooden horse <laughs> celebration as I after I leading edge and got caught at mid-on, but. No, I didn't decide not to do it. Just a solemn wave to the crowd.
0: And lastly is a Sandra Sully of screenshot sharing. Welcome,
3: Ross.
4: Oh, thank you, Mick. Appropriate. <laughs> I was just wondering yeah. what David's doing. He's like shuffling a lot of papers. Like he's, you know, he's doing his tax return from 15 years ago. It's <laughs> the still a TPS like... report.
1: <laughs> so
3: I'm
1: um, just I'm an incredibly busy man, Ross, and I've got I keep straightening eyes.
4: those papers by banging them on the desk. That's good stuff. <laughs> man. There we go. That's the it. eyes
1: out of this uh, three or four weeks it's been since our last podcast. Doing a bit oh, of foley man. work for the podcast. <laughs> just like we always record our podcasts <laughs> in an
2: office, so just tap a pen on the table.
4: All right, I'll put it away. Yeah, <laughs> there was uh, foley artist work that I noticed recently. You know, I think they're. Um, I've been watching a little bit of the BBL, mate. Talk about oh, any oh. of the actual cricket, But every time I turn it on, it seems like the crowd is quite loud for the number of people that are actually there. Mm. You know, that that's Adelaide, my theory right? of
2: it was Adelaide Oval. Yes, no, my theory no. of sporting coverage is that they mm. put in um, crowd sounds, sounds for batting and bowling, they inserted
1: in artificially. Oh,
0: they definitely sweeten the crowds, definitely.
1: Yeah, I this is they- my um, this is my favourite conspiracy theory that Alex has actually is the main they. <laughs> They update live coverage with the ball just sounding sweet off the middle of the... No, top.
2: it's oh. replays and shit. There was one... Yeah. Look, here's what This is my they're okay, about to hit it. Yeah! <laughs> this is my on Truth podcast at the moment. There was a replay of a... I forget who it was. They tried to play a pull shot and got a top edge which flew over keeper for one bounce four in a test match, and they showed the replay, and it was like as if he'd smashed a cover drive to an empty stadium, and it just reverberated everywhere. It was like a clock, and I'm like, there's no chance a top edge on a pull shot makes that sound.
0: The bloke doing the highlights gets out his microphone next to his desk and goes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What <laughs> like they used to do with the radio when they used to just read out scorecards. <laughs> Uh, not, much has, not much
4: has changed since the 1930s. Here we are just reading out scorecards. He's got so. the two coconut <laughs> shells
0: going, click, click, click. Oh, there goes the police horse around the
2: back. <laughs> no, hey, leave the, our fires alone. Jabba. Oh, that's jabber going off in the crowd again.
1: <laughs> oh, that was the drop track the Mick. jabber. the <Jabba>
0: All righty, so this is the Frederick Howard so- Welcome to the Frederick Howard Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we'll kick off with um, obviously not too much has gone on, and even though we've been away for three weeks. Not a great deal has happened. But there has been the AB medal. There has been a bit of BBL. And we have all, I think, or well, Gin and I have now watched the test on Amazon Prime. And yep. Bull has as well. Have you watched it, Ross? Yep. I refuse to. Do yourself a favour and don't. Um... We'll start off with the AB medal. We'll just run through the winners and we're going to have a bit of a talk about that and have a bit of a say on what we think happened. Uh, So we'll start with the top and we'll work our way back to the least important, which is the way all things should happen. So Steve Smith won the AB medal. Um, So it wasn't all that surprising. He's had a pretty um, consistent year across all games he's played in. He didn't take out any of the actual individual awards in any discipline, but obviously just played enough across the grades to pick up boats here and there, so it's not that surprising, like I said, he had a good year others probably had, you could narrow and go oh, this guy had a better test year or this guy had a better whatever year, but Smudger kind of did a bit of everything, so he kind of, that's fair enough I think.
2: Um, he found his hands too, which is That's it,
0: wants, yeah so. mm. he didn't lose his smile, which is handy so
4: oh, Unfortunately <laughs> <good. laughs> um, he found his hands so then he could receive the award
1: Yeah No
0: <laughs> <laughs> way he didn't drop it uh, Blinda <laughs> uh, Clark won the Beth Mooney. Um, so she also would take out the Women's ODI Player of the Year. So always a uh, consistent performer and a very good oh, player, yeah. Beth is. So it's unsurprising when she takes that many trophies, really. So,
2: Unbelievably consistent.
0: Yeah. So this was the only part of the telecast I watched and then got fucking frustrated and turned it off. And that was when <laughs> Usman Khawaja was giving his speech after he won the Shameworn Test Player of the Year. Um, so he's, he's a fucking great player. He seems like he's a really lovely bloke, Risman, but fuck me, I cannot stomach this cunt talking all the time. <laughs> just, he's trying too hard to be funny. He thinks he's a fucking hip-hop superstar. He thinks he's this, he thinks he's that. It's like, prick, just, uh, just say thanks. Thank your teammates. Thank your wife. Fucking get off the stage, mate. Take your purple velvet fucking jacket and bugger off. Bloody Jesus.
1: You, you old blokes. wasn't quite just my age. And- Tell you what, dead set ringer, him and I, the way we dress, the way we act, the way we talk. You both like hip-hop and rap? Yeah, yeah you, you old folks are just too far gone, you're dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to
2: playing a fucking guitar ball?
1: None of these beat crap. did sit those
2: shits Where's the guitars? <laughs>
0: where the fuck's John Williamson? What about a bit of true Blue? you fucker? Yeah.
4: <laughs> wasn't that a feature of one of the early AB medals when Steve Wall was... Oh, I think, I think John Williamson did
1: get up and bailed out some chants. yes. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there one where Michael Slater was pissed as a fart oh, singing k yes. yes. at the end of the night? Yes, <laughs>
4: yes he was. It's on can <laughs> YouTube. Can I just Rob, say... Robbie, that Linda. That, yeah,
2: that that My takeaway, I watched the entire AB medal... On my um, Are you uh,
1: okay? Second, okay? On
2: my second screen while I was playing, dude. I think Bob might have online. some phone numbers that you can fucking contact. With. <laughs> so <laughs> what I what I did notice was I have seen like league, local league B and F nights, local club BNF nights, even the local club BNF night where we had fucking every meal with pancakes
3: <laughs> ran, ran smoother on some famous.
2: of the shit. Absolute <laughs> shit that went on at the AB Medal. Fucking Pat Cummins and uh, Meg Lanning trying to do this like semi-comedy routine thing at the top, and then like Meg Lanning just forgot to re- work out it was her turn to speak, so they both just stood there and stared at the camera for a minute. Yeah, they were, oh, they were reading off a prompter, oh. and she
0: skipped her line or something. Oh, the whole routine
2: up. <laughs> fucking, they get this bloke out to this old fucking drop kick of a bloke to he probably played tests or something who cares anyway i got no <laughs> idea who he was he come out to introduce ian redpath getting his like life membership or immortal status or some shit and he talked for i reckon it was 15 minutes he couldn't shut the <laughs> bastard up about how they grew up together when they were six and then their parents moved away and then when they come back to play under seventeenth <laughs> for Victoria, they've found each other again. But their parents had moved away to Tasmania in a lovely little place off the coast. Shut up. And then they got Ian Redpath on. And, my God, did he bang on. <laughs> hell? I was like...
4: Well, in fairness to him, it was about him. But the first oh, one could God, have just man. shut up. That's
2: um, true. Oh, he's banging oh. on about how his wife is very lovely and forgiving and he was on tours and all this other <laughs> shit. And I'm like, oh... Just like it was terrible. The best interview was the bloody uh Milo cricketer of the year. She was a really funny and charismatic girl. Like, I'm, like i don't know how old she was, like eight or something like that. Her favorite um cricketer was I oh, now I can't even remember Wellington, or something like that. Anyway, that was the best interview. The rest of it, just actual cricketers couldn't fucking speak properly. Like, And Usman mm. Khawaja was one of them, just banging on and on about all his jokes and in jokes with his team and all this sort of mm. shit. No one fucking cares, mate. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Mick. Yeah, I've done a worse rant than you have. It was just no, the worst. No, it's like, right. So it's good that someone
0: else complaining
2: for us. At local the, cricket, you shut up the old blokes. You go, all right, that's it. Everyone, you know, that's it. Wrap it get up. The everyone's band giving that shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, the fucking president comes in and says, thanks very much. Off you go. Here's your yeah. life membership. Get the you know, keyboard, it's Unless it's my life membership
0: speech, then it goes to 25 fucking minutes and you will listen to every fucking word of it. <laughs> well, that's what
3: he fucking read. I've had and me. fucking
0: put my life on the line to get this fucking life membership. Prank, you're fucking
2: listening. <laughs> 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 oh um, but no! Seriously, it was a shambles. They got to lift their fucking game. It was shit.
4: Well, and was it um uh, Sydney run the Randrick racetrack or something like that, which seemed like an appropriate venue? Yeah. Um, after they had it one year, do you remember one year they had it in look like a school auditorium or something? <laughs> no, was <laughs> like that in COVID. Little, that was shit No, COVID. yeah, I think there was no. I think it wasn't during COVID, so that's what mm. made it even School worse. It just
1: in the multi-purpose room. Yeah, that's
4: it. <laughs> yeah. Like his tiny little room with like three tables in it. Yes. yes, David?
1: I think I finally agree with something David Warner said. Fuck the AB metal shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's why he doesn't want to come. Yeah. yeah but uh, like,
0: Yes, we'll talk about him in a second.
4: Let's just run through the rest of the winners. And then yeah, we'll sorry. Oh, sorry
2: oh,
3: I true crime that true that so body style. Uh, so a uh, uh, men's
0: C20i was the storing cloth. Um, women's T20 I was Tali McGrath Which anyone who's been Listening to this podcast Would have heard her name A lot in the last 12 months So that's unsurprising Men's ODI player of the year Was the aforementioned David fucking Warner um, <laughs> As mentioned before Women's ODI player of the year Was Beth Mooney uh, Annabelle Sutherland The Chief S, Took home The Women's <laughs> Domestic Player of the Year The Men's Domestic Player of the Year Was more or less A Mick Nessa Yes, Roscoe
4: Why is she called the Chief S? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. No, Ask no, Mark Howard. Okay. maybe he can spend the entire mm. WBBL trying to get that question answered. Yeah. Fuck. He's been oh. working really hard, though. Give him a break. Oh. He's on nearly every night.
3: Fucking Jesus.
4: <laughs> it's your job. He's on <laughs> five I, nights I, a week. Oh, like, like I, I said I the he
0: on the last it. podcast or in our private <laughs> fucking chat, is, <laughs> cunt, you're calling Renegades games. Go down to the boundary line and go, Oh, Will, why do they call you Chief, mate? It's not that yeah. fucking hard, Howie.
4: Yeah, he's been working four hours a night for five nights of the week, Alex. Even a break, which he's been on nearly every day. You
2: know? yeah. and, he probably um... needs cocaine or something to get through. Like, that's a lot of hours, you know. <laughs> don't know how he does it. <laughs> No-dose, maybe. Adderall, don't know what that's for. He's probably on that too.
4: Uh, Anasol. Yeah, that's the yep. hemorrhoids, yeah. yeah okay, um... on Roaccutane. He's
2: <laughs> got bad acne. <laughs> so the, um, so the <laughs> other part of
0: the ABL medal coverage that um, that Ross alluded to was David Warner essentially saying that he was only there because they forced him to and he'd rather be at home before a big tour coming up to spend some time with his family. And I'm sure the few blokes of the Sydney Thunder wish he had that fucking attitude too during the Big Bash so he didn't stink it up and take a lot
3: of money
4: <laughs> off him, David. He, he just – someone has told him the way to – Get back in with the Australian public is to constantly mention how much time he spends with his family. Does my head in, pisses me off because he chose to take up a Foxtel commentary job, which was more than one night, as far as I know. Yes. Yeah, and that took him away from his family of an evening because he's an evening. The only reason he
0: was in the BBL was because he fucking forced Cricket Australia to give him a fuckload of money so he didn't go to the UAE like Lynn and yeah. everyone did.
4: Yeah, because and- he wanted to be in Australia so his yeah. family could watch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yes, so shouldn't was his
0: use – That was yeah. his other Spice. gripe because Chris Lynn might have won an award for last year's oh, – I know, it wouldn't have been last year's nah, – No,
4: Stoinis. Stoinis. won the T20. because and,
0: and he was in the UAE so he wasn't there. Mm. So Warner had a fucking beanies bonnet about that too apparently.
4: What it's this strange relationship now? It's like Cricket Australia like him by giving him awards such as the One Day Player Award when Adam Zampa probably should have won that. He's in the ICC One Day Team of the Year, took thirty wickets at seventeen, and then he got the Man of the Series in the South Africa Test series. So it's like they're giving him stuff, but then he's just complaining about stuff. They gave him the City Thunder contract, but he still complains. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yes, Dave. It's a culture wars, Ross. You've got Adam Zamper, You know, he's woke and on the left. And then you've got David Warner, who I would probably consider to be a dickhead. So, you know, then you've got... I two like fuckwit, but it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's all those points of view, so...
4: Yes. Uh, yes, I, I don't think yep. he realises that... Um, he, obviously, Dave Warner knows what an scapegoat is, but maybe he's not familiar with the word hypocrite, <laughs> because yeah. that's what he is. Yeah.
0: And speaking... Of Dave Warner. There's one thing that Dave Warner featured prominently on, and that's what Alex would like to speak about next. And that was season two of the Amazon Prime hit series, The Test.
2: Yes, I watched this over 21 days ago, so it's really fresh <laughs> in my memory. I wasn't allowed to talk about it last podcast. We embargoed it. Because because no one a, had watched
4: it. Was it. A, it was a test embargo. Mm. We <laughs> hadn't had
1: our, um, we hadn't our legals checked yet. No, yeah, so we couldn't true. go with it. Oh it's yeah. true, true. Now we're all good. We've been to the Now yeah, we can school. open
4: both barrels. You it's and Mick just...
2: wandered down to Jolly Bott yeah, solicitors jolly next lot. to head office.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. It's like when they um open up MC the walls and on J. the
3: lawyers next
4: door. <laughs> 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 open up the walls on the Hoover Dam, you can just go and in. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, yes. Uh, you I went mean, down just... to Boland and Boland legal uh, <laughs> Brothers in legal. <laughs> partners in against crime Uh, okay so what i've got here uh i reckon i'll cop a lot of shit for this because it's just very quick notes that i was fresh in my mind for the podcast that was coming up in two days time when i watched it now it's been 23 days so it's not so fresh in my mind so what i'll do is i'll read out. this is in chronological episode order i'll read it i've
0: done the same thing so go episode by episode
2: we'll compare our notes of what we took away from it
4: um, after we finish that, we'll start recording the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good idea. <laughs> well, we'll just lubricate
2: ourselves up, get the juices flowing, and then we'll hit record. Then we'll hit record. Just, we'll let, hit record. just okay. someone clap, and then we'll start yeah. recording. Time stamp this. So for okay, those
4: go. playing at home, episode
0: one before Gin gets into it. Episode one is the start of the Australian summer um, before Lang is sacked, but post-Tim Payne.
3: Yep.
2: So... Um, this is what made me love Bolo a lot more than I already did. Um, so, some at some point in time in the first episode, uh, Patrick Cummins, Patrick Cummins, asks Bolo about how do you play when you're tired when you have kids because Cummins had a young kid and he's like, what do you do when you you know you've, you're up all night looking after the kid? What do you do when you go to play? And Bolo replies, oh, you just play and you're tired. <laughs> you just are just tired when you play. Like that's that's what how you do it. You just keep playing yeah. and you're just a bit tired. <laughs> Very yes. funny. I think but what's probably got a couple of kids or something like that, a bit older too. It's just not such a great sort of yeah. older adult to a younger guy just sort of chat. Like yeah, what do you, you think? Playing. No
0: big theories or any like big like yeah. oh you do this and you balance this and you do this. Just yeah. like, no mate,
2: you just fucking play. <laughs> I blend up kale, a bit of freaker <laughs> put that in with the no-no's in the blender, and then I just play them good. <laughs>
4: no-no's. You get no-no's on the brain. <laughs> yeah, no, you're
2: all
3: over the no-no's. I don't know uh,
2: why it popped into my head. I've only taken one once. It was on a footy trip. Never again. Uh, all right. So um, then we it. moved on to no days, King Travis drug. and Alex Care Bear Carey. Um, they had a totally unprompted catch-up at a local Adelaide pub. Oh, yeah,
1: sitting at the pub.
2: Yep. Um, <laughs> a, brought a bowl his of chips, chips with the young fella. Along. They were having some chips. Yep. Um, so they definitely. Um, uh, if anyone knows the, there's a YouTube channel that uh, we watched over in Adelaide when we went uh, to go watch the test. <laughs> um, but they definitely had an unkempt hair, north face puffer jacket combo style going. No, sure did. <laughs> both looked exactly the fucking same. And they do seem like two old mates, which I was quite like that sort of like a yeah. deep bit of both of them. They'd known each other for a while. They acted like they'd known each other for a while. At uh, least in front of the cameras. Yes, Kevin Ross. Strains, yeah. Who was
4: this? Alex Carey and Kevin Sheedy, did you say?
2: <laughs> Kevin oh, Travis. This is after oh, Sheed Tra- oh.
4: said you're going
0: to play for Australia. So I'm going to cut you from fucking no, GW. And do
4: she doesn't wear puffer
2: jackets. she wear but like so a they, flannel thing. I they
4: rolled out wearing the same clover. They didn't...
2: Pretty much exactly the same kit, yeah. In a frosty Adelaide um, Mourned. afternoon. Mourned. Mm. Mourned. Hashtag always be selling, I reckon, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Camo did right, uh, awesome. make a very funny comment about... He was sitting in his hotel room, <laughs> and he, he like looks out, he's got this view of the Adelaide. He, was sitting, he goes out and he goes, I think... Um, Travis Head owns pretty much that entire hill over there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well,
1: that one's
2: funny. Yeah. Um, Also, a fun fact about Camo: he actually uses hotel room closets and doesn't just dump his shit on the ground like every other normal person. Like he was in Adelaide, he's hanging up all his shit while he was getting interviewed. And hanging up like his
0: whites and stuff.
2: Yeah, and his blazer and shit. I was like, I'd forget that shit because I'd just close the door and be like, all right, let's be bag, let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm out of here. to use closets. Anyway, that's kind of weird. Um, his I suppose, first
4: I guess he spends so much time in yeah, the hotel. Yeah, This has right,
2: become part yeah. of your routine, I guess.
4: Yeah, like um yeah, using the towels as toilet paper and stuff.
2: <laughs> making um garlic chicken in the kettle with no water, yeah. Save <laughs> like, well, Saving a bit of coin while you're on the run on the, on the run on the tour.
4: On the, run. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. the yeah.
2: on the run from CA, on the run from a link to energy after he wouldn't take their fucking money.
1: Yeah, oh well, they sent
2: the goon squad after him, that's for sure. Um, a uh, bit of a note about his speech after the first day of the Ashes. I think that was his first time as captain. Um and it was exactly the same as any local shit captain's wrap up of the day. It was just like you did well here. Oh good twenty from King Travis. Um, <laughs> uh you bought well at the death there. All right. Uh, yeah, so let's just uh keep working hard for tomorrow. All right. That's a no, real up. insight wasn't uh, right on. Yep. Um and I'm yeah, not sure when we so. turned up, when we if we we're in episode two. No, no, we're still episode one. We we go over to Marnus yep. and his toasty cooking. Yeah. Um, escapade. Oh, with... the fuck?
0: He's fucking weird this company.
2: Oh my God. So Ross, you haven't seen it, you refuse to see it, so here we go. He's minus cooking a toasty and he's sort of a bit of a funny thing to the camera. He's telling people how he makes his toasty. So he's real anal about how he cooks it. Pushes the butter on the outside of the toast all the way to the edge. You know, put places down the cheese in the perfect spot. You know, puts the ham in there, the tomato. And when it's all done, he pulls it off the um sandwich oh, press and just puts it on the bench with no plate or anything. He just throws it, slaps it onto the bench to start with. And I'm like, why are you so anal about how you're preparing? He just throws it in germs immediately after. Then he puts it in the fridge. He goes, does his, one of his four-hour net sessions. Yeah. And he eats it after it's in the fridge.
4: Well, that does That's actually fun. make sense. There's nothing worse than that scalding hot tomato, burning your chin...
3: But
2: yeah,
4: no, you don't
0: they have want to put it in the fridge, toast. Ross. You yeah, can have a hot toaster oh, sandwich? <laughs> what kind of fucking bad man wants that? <laughs> yeah, the
4: four hours has bit excessive, maybe four minutes. Yeah. It's just crazy. No,
0: it's he crazy. It 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 cold. Goes, a cold.
4: You know? Gabriel Gatte, he is not.
0: No. Hmm. no. But one thing is, Alex, which you might touch on, but I've only got two <laughs> yeah. notes Again, there, so this one note ties into now. Tamanis is a god-botherer. I well. wrote that exact same note. Yeah, the exact same. <laughs> yeah.
2: is a god botherer. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> and in, in this whole, like,
0: Mana's talking about his belief. Now, would you know more? Well, good luck to him. Like, you know, more power to you. Believe what you want to believe as long as you don't hurt anyone else. But in the very next fucking like interview sit down part, Dave Warner mm. reminds everyone that he is an absolute fuckwit when he basically gives. Marnus shit for believing in God so this is a, yeah. I'm the family man I'm this great person I'm just goes oh yeah he's got some chicken on the back of his bat or yeah. some fucking shingrara because Manus has like this bible quote sticker on the back of all his mm. bats like it's you know Matthew 316 you know Austin 316 I just your ass like on their back which inspires him to make runs or whatever. Yeah, and, that, and then Dave wanted just make fucking fun of him. It's like fucking hell. Yeah,
2: mate. I think he had an eagle to represent that yeah. passage, and I'm not sure I couldn't remember what the passage. I mean, I would have, you know, last episode if I was allowed to talk about it, right? Like, but. you know, I wasn't involved in that
1: type of stuff.
4: Wasn't yeah. me. That's Any- that's um, that's rough, Mick, because you shouldn't um, discriminate based on people's beliefs, should
0: you? No, you just discriminated a bit about him having his eyes too close together and just being a fucking problem.
2: <laughs> Physical <laughs> appearance is fine, if this podcast it, has anything yeah. to
1: say. Yes, yes Paul. Isn't he the same one who tried to belt Joe Root because he thought he was making fun of Hashimamla for his beard? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: What the fuck,
1: we... He's a fuck with... He is an A-grade. I reckon fuck. that, made, like,
2: you know... Oh. I, I, <clears throat> and I reckon that's probably made up. He's just probably... Because he's an <laughs> uh I've got one last note out of the first episode. Is I like McNessa? I think um, they had. There was oh, there was a possibility of a Night Watchman coming out at night in Adelaide. Oh yeah, this Ashes. was good. And Mick Ness was sitting next to... I wonder if they did that deliberately or not, like the producers, but Mick Ness was sitting next to Nathan Lyon, and they were both real bloody nervous and talking about how nervous they were and stuff like that. But I, think, I reckon Mick Ness would be an absolute legend of a bloke to hang around. Oh, 100%. This is mannerisms and stuff are just, yeah, so good. Uh, all right, on to the second episode, Mick. have you, got any you go notes? on, i got
0: one more point about episode one. Go for it. So in this episode... This is when Langer's still involved. And Langer openly admits on this that he had less responsibility in preparation for the Aussies when they won the World Cup and the Ashes. So for every fucking one of his mates in the media, that goes, Oh, they won the World Cup. Oh, they won the Ashes. And him in charge. In this thing, within the first fucking 40 minutes of this series, he openly admits that he had less fucking power when that happened. So stop falling back on that crutch, you fucking old cunts. (laughs) Yes, Ross.
4: Yeah, I think um, the reason Lang is disappointed is because he'd found the world's best job. He was the coach who didn't coach the team and just still got the same money and didn't actually do anything, just like put the track sheet on.
0: claim that he did
4: stuff. Just came down to the ground um, at the set time on the team bus, sat around, had a toastie maybe, and got paid full whack. So why would you want that to end? It's the ultimate job. Isn't it? That's the
1: gravy train.
4: Yeah we like an ICC match referee, basically, but it, oh. we're called Australian team coach. Oh, imagine
1: oh. Yeah, so <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, match referee. How, yeah.
2: What a job! Oh.
0: <laughs> so, uh, next up is episode two. So, this is basically the end of the t- twenty twenty, the twenty one Ashes, and the Australian summer. And so, basically, and this is what leads up to. Um, by the end of this episode, Lang will be axed. So, what do you got yes. for us, Ginoir.
2: All right, I'll start off with nothing about that and say Mitch Swepson. Mitch Swepson talked a lot in this for not really appearing to – no, and Ashton Agar talked a lot in this. And
0: Josh fucking Inglis.
2: Yeah, yeah, they just interviewed them for hours and, like, they don't really do anything. Like They're in the squads yeah, or whatever. That's, what anyway, Mitch... that's
0: one of my notes here. Josh Inglis and Mitchell Swepson get far too much
3: air
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> So Mitch Swepson was wearing a La Familia T-shirt while being interviewed one day. So he's a big fan of Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just pouring one out for that bloke who died in the Lamborghini. Whatever his name was, the actor,
1: Paul Walker. Oh, Paul I was Walker. Gonna well, say big, Paul big
2: single coloured t-shirts. That's all I remember about him. Oh, massive Murray. t-shirts, <laughs> one colour. <laughs> know, wife when
0: she was like fourteen. That Paul Walker.
4: yeah. <laughs> Paul Walker. Did he have, like, no hair? Shaved nut? Is he... uh, no, 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 no been I know. Dead. That's been, Deezer. Vin been, <laughs> it's been, been diesel. Diesel. He's, He's got a lot of himself. himself.
2: he pumped yeah. up with helium, that's
4: all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Paul Walking. In.
2: Um I'm pretty sure this encompasses when um Bolo wins the Johnny Muller medal. Does. Oh, uh, yeah. Um And... You know, we talk about him being the Bull Mastiff and just looking a bit weird, but the the metal nearly didn't fit over his head. The person, because they showed the guy trying to fit it over his head, nearly broke the bloody lanyard. Massive head.
1: It's a large response, isn't it?
2: Massive. Huge. That's what gets him is accuracy. It's just so balanced. It's like holding your hand. is um, he, he getting interviewed while wearing a Slytherin hoodie? I didn't know he was such a big fan of Harry Potter and also Pixie Evil uh, yeah. uh, school, I guess you could call oh, it. Me. House.
1: Oh, I've never seen Harry Potter.
2: Really? That doesn't there surprise me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, like, I don't know, Snoop Dogg appeared in it, you wouldn't watch it. <laughs>
0: he doesn't? <laughs>
2: um snoopers doggies anyway doco the doco makers this i've just got a note here that they make it amazing they do an amazing job of the emotional moments so you know um filming the after they win the test in melbourne and it's a lot of stuff with you know both the families around on the ground and having a good time they just do it really well i think Um that's all i've got for the second episode Me, can you yeah, got anything so- else
0: yeah, I've got a little bit. So, like, they talked to Usman a lot in this, and he talks about how shit it was getting dropped during the 2019 Ashes and how hard it was for him,
3: mm.
0: and then admits that he would have dropped him in the 2021 Ashes as well. So, he kind of goes from one extreme to the other in that one, going about how it's horrible getting dropped and how you ha- and how they handled it, and then goes, yeah, i dropped drop me too, but when he did get dropped. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, as I said, Inglis and Swepson and get way too much airtime. Uh, Cummins was one of the ones who really fought to get Bolo in the side in Melbourne. So that proves, uh, yeah, why, I saw he's, that. That proves why he's a fucking genius captain. Um, right. And the one thing that I did note, because that first side that did feature Johnny Muller aren't necessarily classed as Australian cricketers because before like Australian cricket really existed, Scott Boland is actually only the fourth Indigenous Australian cricketer and only the second male behind um, Dizzy. So, yeah. Jesus. Like, at test level, obviously, because DC's played um, T20 and all that. So, yeah. Yep. But, yeah. But, so yes, I thought that was an interesting stat that I took out of watching that one. Um, yeah, so the next up, like Gin said, that's pretty much all of Episode 2. Um, episode 3 is the tour of Pakistan. So, yeah. So what do you have from that one, Ginwa? Uh,
2: I have one note, and Russell oh, will love this. They, for some more, reason, though... They... <laughs> for some reason they interviewed Jared Wheatley. Oh, jeez. And he yeah, didn't make any strange. horse racing metaphors. Oh, but he was, you know, waxing lyrical about, you know, yeah. the moment of going to Pakistan and hadn't been there for years and pontificating about that for about ten minutes. But no horse racing metaphors. Didn't say they were just like Mackay D were coming along in the second <laughs> test. Um yeah, so that's all I have <laughs> for the entire thing.
4: Uh, so what um... I
0: had then from episode 3 was um, so Dave Warner's talking about Langer because this is after Langer gets sacked obviously and um, Ronnie's in charge when they go to Pakistan the quote from um, Warner is he lost a fair few players and probably the wrong players he says with a massive fucking smirk on his face which means (laughs) the cunts from New South Wales did not fucking like him that's what I took that as Hmm. Um, then he said Dave Warner has a journal which is full of positive af- affirmations I oh, 100% bad. live by every day. Oh,
1: yeah. You
0: fuckwit. You fuck wit. <laughs> Um, Mitch Marsh is the Aussie Call of Duty champion, and Pat Cummins is – and they finally found the one thing Pat Cummins is shit at, he can't play Call of Duty, which they all take great pleasure in fucking telling him during this part of the doco. <laughs> um, oh, do
2: and see? also, can I jump in there, Mick? Speaking of the Call of Duty, so – to make their life easier, because this would have been... Is this still in sort of bubble territory? Well,
1: this is the yeah, first time they've been to Pakistan ever. It was more, I think... It's Security they in bubble. Shulank,
2: they weren't allowed to really leave the hotel. Yeah, okay. So they, yeah, so they were... Cricket Australia said, how can we help you yeah. out? And then everyone went fucking bunter, And they got like this $400,000 fucking golf simulator. Yeah. Table tennis tables, Call of Duty, Xboxes. Tennis and no great and setups
0: for PlayStation Xbox. I like these fucking briefcases, and you open yeah. them up the screen on the top, and like the PlayStation was on the bottom. It's fucking great setup for traveling. Mm. Fantastic.
2: I was just like, fucking hell, that's where you yeah, know, that's the, no no money for grassroots that year. That yeah. is no, that the
4: grassroots funding. Yeah, yeah. No, true. Hmm.
1: Grassroot Grassroot, there's it,
2: grass in Call of God. Duty. Yeah,
0: there's a bit of grass in Call of Duty <laughs> off to the side to hide it. Grass
2: on that's virtual golf. golf, too. Felt grass to hit the ball off. So um
4: maybe they should have um you know to help him out just brought over like I don't know a large bookcase worth of books him to read or something. Save a bit yeah, of money. Mm. Hell. Can
2: anyone guess the nerd of this podcast? <laughs> hell, oh, I, do,
4: I think it's ridiculous. There's a, a book of
2: Sudoku's to do uh, them.
4: A, a million bucks a year. What do you like? You have to provide entertainment yeah. for them too. It's Ridiculous.
2: You could probably. No, they could probably buy their own. Xbox.
0: But there'll be yeah. will yeah. be there'll be some like there who's in charge. Of, you know, looking after their mental well-being and how oh. do we? you gonna no, but it's the way yeah. it's the way the world is now, Ross. You don't have to like it. <laughs> it's
2: just the way it is. I, don't. I, I guarantee you, Ross do not like it.
0: Uh, so we'll move on from that. So Warner what? seems to think he's really charming, philosophical, and funny, which is just the most amazingly bullshit thing. The cunt doesn't have any fucking mirrors. Didn't watch the last fucking test either. <laughs> um, Usman still can't field, which will shock no one. And Andrew McDonald's loves Star Wars because every interview he has a Yoda hat
3: on. So. <laughs> him, though, is yeah, I didn't notice that I just that's... wanted
2: to say Ross did like this With the stuff that they requested Basketball ring so they could play pickup games Of basketball yeah. Which that's just a good way to do an ankle but Fucking dumb Anyway so, um, They get, get
4: those giant um, Pakistan. Yeah just So they get yep. those giant inflatable legs Things did they get some of them
2: no. Oh, to recover! for your legs or whatever? Yeah, those are. big <laughs>
4: inflatable legs they wear. Steve Smith, Bobson.
2: Just got kinesiology tape. That's, That's, all right. That's it. All they got. Just yeah. running through my veins. Yeah. <laughs> Put it. Someone had a headache, so just taped the head <laughs> on their head to get the headache away. Two <laughs> things on it, it guys.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Appendicitis just around the tummy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go Toe down, just
2: Over the toe there <laughs> Eater All All right
1: so
0: <laughs> The final episode is The Tour of Sri Lanka um,
2: This is good because you see some fucking Blow ups in this episode cause yeah, This, finally this got is beat. probably the
0: highlight of it all But um, do
2: you want to go first in? Yep uh, water smashes the shit out of a fridge um, and the Australians fucking hate glass doors. Yeah. So walk, open up a glass
1: door. Yeah, go, Paul. I'm uh, just going to say, water can't open a bottle of water. Yes, that's, that's right.
2: Excellent.
0: have keep so
2: funny. He <laughs> uh, keeps slipping just after he's gone out and he just fucking pegs it against the wall as hard as he can. Oh, I pissed myself. Uh, Marcus, because he's a God-botherer, went out and you see him sort of walk past a shot. It's stuck. Just, they've just done such a good job, the documentarians or whatever they're fucking called. Anyway, so it's. <laughs>
4: documentarians. He
2: walks past a shot and he's like, how the frick can you get out to a frickin' yeah. shot like frickin' That's that? Right. Stupid frickin' get out. Like, he can't say the word fuck.
0: Yeah, like he does swear.
2: He literally <laughs> says the word frick the whole time. Like, he's absolutely blowing up at himself <laughs> and he says, frick.
1: <laughs> Great. What? Hey, what do you reckon Smith said when um Kalaja ran out? Oh, because they beeped something and they didn't beep the word "cunt," so they beeped something before <laughs> that.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, that racist. Oh. Oh. So I don't like casting aspersions, but maybe he called him a fat cunt or something like that. Uh, like yeah. But um. yeah, I wonder what he said though, because I'm yeah, pretty sure that's the way I remember it. Hmm. Yeah. And then he comes in and he just launches his fucking bat across the room. He yeah. probably has a real sort
4: of. I think they yeah, won't take here on Smith because he and Kawaja are both from Sydney. He probably mentioned the suburb name that Khawaj is from. Oh, no or, sure, his, oh, or his maybe. grade club. You yeah. Randwick.
3: You fucking
4: yeah. week yeah. You can't say Redwick on TV. Like, fucking hell. We might not be able to put this up on,
2: television.
0: Fucking, on SoundCloud now.
2: No, well, that's <laughs> how we get our explicit rating. We say Red <laughs> Redwick every episode.
1: Oh, my um, hat. <laughs> fucking, fucking great to see a blunt, though. As you said, Al, we finally started losing. And yeah. then yep. ugly Australians come back in a big way. Water bottles getting thrown. Bats getting fucking smashed. Wouldn't be surprised if a toasty got put in the fridge for longer than four hours. And it was oh, all fucking King fucking Travis fucking was, loses
2: his cool it was, as well. It was the highlight of the first
0: test, like watching Finchie blow up and carry on. Yeah. And I've got it in my note here. There is still nothing better than watching a fucking locker room blow up from a test player. It's some of the most oh, entertaining shit you great.
3: ever see. And and was
2: it when 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 the bottle of water against was it um, Cam Green sitting there? Padding up in front of him, I reckon, because there's always someone padding up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened. You're just watching him trying to open yeah. the fucking bottle when he can't open.
0: Then my other note I've got here, which you talk about King Trav, I've got Travis Head throws his bat almost as well as Gin. He fucking hurt. Yeah, his he did,
3: right clanging
2: into the <laughs> lockers or something. I wrote that down to a huge meltdown. Lost his <laughs> shit. Ah.
4: Uh. <laughs> So what uh, you're saying no, is see. just, if you're short on time, just go straight to episode four. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah watch that's the one to watch.
3: Yeah.
2: If you want to chuckle, go to that last one. If you want some nice emotional stuff and, you know, a bit more of an insight into the players, then watch the first three. There is yeah. a bit of an insight into Cam Green in the fourth episode as yeah, well. Yeah, that was
1: good, actually, him and Kalaja. Yeah, yeah so
2: was they, uh, I don't know, I've only I've really got notes about, um, they interviewed Cam Green and his um, yeah. girlfriend. Um, you know how young he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, very funny, so his girlfriend, like, I found this, like, the lamest thing, she's telling a story and she found it, like, absolutely hilarious that people call Cam Green the Big Friendly Giant and she's, like, chuckling away. you yeah, she
0: his, thinks uh, it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh,
2: could people call him the Big Friendly Giant? And she's just laughing. They've got, like, this cavoodle dog or some shit. Anyway, I was like, you're a little lame. What's
0: going on in WA, mate. Fucking hell. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cavoodles
1: I didn't expect and... um yeah, I didn't expect Cameron Green to have a caboodle. I would have thought kelpie of some kind.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll or something. Yeah.
2: Something yeah. that kills pigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go at hogan It's got a chest plate on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't
3: get stabbed with a tusk.
2: And it only ever lives in a one, one foot by two foot cage in the back of a ute. That's the only yeah. space it ever gets. and then get. you
0: poke a stick in to make sure it's still angry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you make yeah, sure it's, it's
2: looking away from you when you open the cage up, otherwise it will go for your
1: throat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well,
0: the other thing I took away from this episode, again was yep. Mitch Marsh fucking loves Glenn Maxwell.
2: Yeah, I can't remember yeah, like that. when
0: they're talking about the Maxwell, because this is when they...
3: Um, yeah, oh, yeah. It, Maxwell
0: Man. might come back into the test side.
2: Oh Pinch
3: yes. Mitch
0: fucking loves him, and I got to say, like, I like, I admit, I'm not like everyone knows I'm not the biggest Glen Maxwell fan in the world. Watching this unfold, watching these fucking pricks flame up his dream that he's going to get to play test cricket again. And then have him take it fucking away from you oh, One of the coolest fucking crazy. things I've ever fucking
4: watched. Oh, I never understood that, Mick. I know it's uh, getting on nearly 12 months. Oh, no, not really 12 months ago, but um, six plus months ago. It never made any sense. I've noticed that Andrew McDonald hasn't done anything like that since, talking up some player. They were talking him up two, three months before. and even watching this Cincinnati. in the show, like,
0: I nearly forgot he didn't get picked because you're like, oh, he's going to fucking get to play again. Yeah, be great. Because you kind of forget things. And then mm. and when they take it away from him, it's like, for fuck's sake, you cunts. Like, fucking hell. Yeah.
4: But, it, yeah. it didn't make any sense why they kept – the only reason you talk someone up like that – is so that when you pull the unusual selection move, it's not actually a shock and he doesn't get blamed yeah. if you lose. Yeah, Because it's yeah, like, we've been talking this up for three months. It's not out of the blue. Yeah. We've known it. We've told everyone. But they're not to do it. It didn't make any sense.
2: So the the documentary, like it was a fitness test for King Travis. his hammy.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: So it's like done really well. You just see... So and like they've interviewed Maxwell about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm like literally doing my training, you know, for yeah, you know, warming up, and I'm watching this guy do sprint yeah. yeah, and then you see him sitting down inside, and then Travis had walked past him, and like they just have a few words or something, and yeah. he makes a cup of tea or something like that. And you're like, fuck it, hell, that must yeah, be so devastating." Hard.
0: But, um, Feel for the guy. Like, yeah. it's
2: brutal, the sport, I guess, but, I mean...
0: And the other thing that made me love Glenn Max on this episode was he just looks straight at Steve Smith and goes, you're a really weird person, mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, so many people want to say that.
1: <laughs> I, I think... And Steve's just like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty weird. Yeah, like, he, yeah, yeah, he, he does, he, he just his stride. Like,
0: yeah. I'd say yeah. he gets told that fucking fair bit, but, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, um... So, the other thing I had from this, Steve Smith has an oat milk company because fucking why wouldn't he? Yeah, that's um, right. Um, and at one stage in this, Usman, like they're having their chat about what's going on and, you know, rah rah rah. And Usman, just, and Usman does the most park cricket thing in the history of the world and goes, well, if, we, if everyone gets 20 or 30, we'll be all
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> if top five yeah, all just... make 65.4 oh, odds, then we'll do like, it easy.
0: Like, no matter where you fucking go, Cricket <laughs> is the same. Like, it's like that first episode when Pat comes, like you said, he's given the yeah. after-match talk.
3: Yeah. And exactly it's just like,
0: fucking, no matter, like, where you go, cricket is the fucking same sport. Like,
2: uh, Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I, yeah, I got out of the first and this series as well. I got one final note, they, like, they could have gone harder um, in the real story about Langer leaving. There would have been cameras everywhere. They just sort of, and he's gone. Yeah, in a, and an interviewed people. Yeah. But not like, you know, I'm guessing Langer or publicists and stuff said, No, you're not putting any of that in. It looks bad or whatever. I'm assuming there would be heaps more footage around that time of dust-ups and you
1: know, yeah, stuff he did, say, and he stuff like. he did say he didn't want to be as big a part of it as what he was last time. Oh, okay. He'd come out before the test come out and said got on the front foot and said, Yeah, I didn't want to be as big a part of it as I was last time. Uh, this was more player-driven. Uh, obviously, that's okay. been their theme for the last 12 months, so that's what they've done with it. Yeah, it makes but sense. you're right. There would be heaps of shit of, like, yeah. crime, like dust-ups. That would have been cool to watch. And, you know, we're all
2: members of a True Crime Justice Langer podcast, so it would have been good to <laughs> see that in a workings. you know.
1: I've got, right.
0: get episode so.
1: <laughs> I've got a criticism of the test. Yeah. We didn't get to see Tim Payne's hog
0: how do we going not going get on? to see the dick that brought down australian
1: cricket it's <laughs> it. bullshit i mean
2: we've all seen beefy both one and funny yeah, they No hacked oh sorry yeah hacked yeah maybe somewhere could get the same hacker out of jail for just you know probation just <laughs> to pay to do the only thing that hackers always do and post one photo of a penis yeah, that wouldn't take any of
1: your
2: money out your bank. We'll just post a picture <laughs> of your dick. Not, don't want to extort any money out of you. Just post a thing I could hold over you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry,
4: the, the best thing I saw from the test was someone screenshotted a getup that Usman was wearing at one stage.
1: <laughs> was it the Slytherin jumper? What about a bit basketball singlet of some kind? <laughs> I, right think
4: was, I think it was like a bright orange... Parachute jacket or something. Oh, that's fucking right. <laughs> yeah, he
0: yeah, had like an old, like eighty style, fucking like parachute
4: zip up jacket. jacket and... yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. it's when you got to play cricket in the morning, but you got break dancing at seven.
1: It, you know? Yeah, you got to be an embargo straight away. After. <laughs> <laughs> Spin it around on your head.
4: <laughs> in the dance pit. Yeah. Fair enough. On what some cardboard, need, just uh, put out a cardboard box on the ground. Yes, yes. So that good.
0: 15 minutes of two blokes talking about a TV show they watched, it enthralled you. Do yourself a favor and go give it a watch on Amazon. Just got, Prime. You
4: won't need to. <laughs> How much this? is Amazon Prime costing these days?
2: Seven bucks a month. That
0: oh,
4: and really, and yeah. they get
0: cheap shipping and fast shipping too. So. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag you, not
2: sponsored. You get to. Um, you get to Hashtag Marmalade's
0: quicker in your car <laughs> box.
2: <laughs> Hashtag rockets that look like marital aids we get to contribute <laughs> to that too. <laughs> Might be a, yeah, Tim Payne marital I over.
4: Oh, I think we could get a sponsorship here with um with Ramazon. Bezos. Yeah. yeah. He's got a bit of money, doesn't he? Yeah. So
0: either you can buy our podcast or you can buy the Washington football team. There is two options at the moment. Uh, I
4: think also you could give up on space and just come on board with us because yeah. we're getting up we're to up. dizzy heights. So to <laughs> I was going to say, yeah.
1: we're already fucking space cadets.
4: So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. We're just like
2: a black hole. We have reached critical mass.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: The black hole of entertainment. The black <laughs> hole of cricket entertainment. Entertainment
2: and content can't go out past the event horizon. And the <laughs> entertainment <laughs> goes to
3: fucking die.
2: Yeah.
4: I just realised that uh, David's been elfering us the whole time because he's hanging up his rep shirts just in the corner of his shot, so that we can just see. Uh, also here, this wearing is a
2: cricket club hat from two cricket clubs ago. Yeah,
4: uh, this is when I played on the turf, and this is when I represented Heidelberg District. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright oh, let's but move on we'll talk, so since uh, the last podcast was wrapped up and it's all over for this summer so we'll just quickly run through a bit of what happened there so um Per Scorch has finished on top Sydney sixth the second Renegade's third Thunder fourth Heat fifth which means they would all play finals um so we kick off with the these have got some terrible names but we kicked off with the Eliminator where the Thunder would sure. take on the Heat sure. um Heat made a fuckload of runs thanks to Uzi and Marnus, um, and then would win Duckworth Lewis by eight runs over the Thunder. Then um, so we'd have the qualifier, which means this was one versus two, with who go- who wins goes into the hosts and goes into the granny. Scorchers would beat um, the Sixers by seven wickets, but technically only five wickets because they only took eight of the Sixers' wickets. Um, Really, so, yeah, so the Scorchers would then host another final, which they um they hosted last year, technically, but it was at Marvel because of COVID and shit, I think, from memory. So then we had the knockout where the Heat took on the Gage. So the Heat had all their test players. This is the final game they could play before they went to India, and they beat the um, Renegades by two wickets, or seven wickets, if you believe the bullshit system, but the, under the Crenti system, two wickets.
1: Good um, scheduling. Yep.
0: Yeah. Then the heat, all the heat players fucked off to to uh, India, and everyone's like, "Well, the Sixers going to be, it's not going to be if the Sixers win, it's going to be by how fucking much they win." And um, they didn't, so it was the Heat that got over the line there by a few wickets. Um, one of the guys, some journo on Twitter, basically said oh, I did that he the Sixers before the game had even happened, and Lehman called him out on Twitter, which was always nice. You always like seeing that type of stuff, so that was nice. Um, so then we had, yeah, so the Scorchers hosted the Heat um, a couple of nights ago at Perth Stadium. The Scorchers would win by two wickets, technically five wickets, but really only two under the crunchy system. And an absolute fucking bomb burner of a fucking run chase. It had everything going for it. Um, I missed the uh, about the first half of the Heat batting innings. Yes, Roscoe?
4: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I watched the Heat batting innings. Yeah. Mm.
0: So I missed half of it because I was watching fucking Black Panther, Wakanda forever. So do yourself a favour and don't watch that. Um, <laughs> so I watched. <laughs> so I saw the Maxie Bryant show where he made about 40 off 12 balls, which is fucking yeah. very entertaining. Yes, Roscoe?
4: Yeah. Can I just talk there about Andrew Ty? Because I sort of got this funny thing where I don't know if he's any good or no good. And yeah. um, I think his level is more domestic than international T20, which is fine. Uh, so he took his 300th wicket and he's the fastest, fastest, to, yep. fastest to 300 T20 wickets. Yep. Wow. And he took that with the second last ball of the innings. The last ball of the innings, the number nine walks in, Xavier Bartlett. First ball in face, Andrew Tybong last ball, hit it for a massive six. Big, <laughs> so
3: straight back over
0: mid on Z, see you later. Yeah. The highs and lows.
4: So I wasn't sure if that just summed up like T20 cricket. Or yes. it's Andrew Ty, I don't know. Anyway, there you go. It was, yes. it was so an, an unusual Tye, shot. I that have that time. in my
0: notes here. So Andrew mm. Ty is 300 wickets in 211 matches, which is a strike rate at a strike rate of 15.1. Cool. He That's passed good. Rashid Khan, who did it in 213 games, and Lasus Malinga is third with 222 games. So Andrew is are, on top.
1: deck you too. We're back. Suck
4: shit.
0: Eat a dick is a very good response there. I think
4: think (laughs) what we're what we're hearing there, Mick, is that uh, when the BBL seventeen or whatever it is rolls around next year, every Foxtel game we'll have a big montage of, of AJ Ty. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Rashad Khan's not coming back, mate, because Australians won't let women get fucking beat up in Afghanistan. So we won't have so, to see Rashad, Rashad Khan anymore. So.
4: Yeah, bowling cheeky legs, spin, Rashid Khan. That's it. Mm. But, um,
0: so, yeah, so Scorchers win. It's like their fifth title of 12 BBLs or something. So they are definitely the uh, 1980 Hawthorne of the fucking BBL. So, um...
4: Yeah, it's an interesting one there, Mick. I thought it was going to be. I'll hit to you in a minute, David. Um, I thought it was the, the BBLs uh, sort of garnered a bit more interest over the last three weeks with no other cricket on, and it has been decent. I think it's been one of the better seasons out of the last uh, four or five. Uh, but it did look funny when the finals all lined up. I thought, oh, this is going to be quite predictable because once again, scorches and sixes, which have been the two most successful. But Brisbane Heat made the finals interesting by winning. They played four Ooh. finals in all and they won the first three and then lost the final but only just. But the thing so, too is like yeah. they
0: were if you count the end of last season going into this season, we're on an eight game losing streak before they yeah. turned it around the Brisbane Heat and got yeah. into the finals.
4: Yep. Yeah. So fucking And the other point is with those finals names, no, it's fine to call eliminator, but just have underneath it fourth versus fifth. Yeah. 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 Because no, it just no. gets yeah. Yeah.
3: But
0: um yeah, so the Scorchers, as we alluded to, had a bat and chased it down. Um they look like they're just going to shit the bed. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Is a Rianca or whatever he's fucking... What's the fucking weirdo Englishman's name is? Anyway, he got run out. He didn't, he didn't run like, for the fucking second hard enough. Oh, he was that's was into his crease and got fucking run out. It was like watching park cricket. But, um, <laughs> it was a- yeah. Ashton Turner did Ashton Turner things, made a 50-odd. When he went out, he got run out as well. I thought they were proper fucking cooked. So, um. But in the heat, then the heat dropped a massive catch, and that kind of ended their game for him. Young Cooper Conley, who is Australian under 19s player, just went cocoa bananas. That um, before this game, he had faced eleven balls in the entire BBL this summer, and he just fucking did the job here with Hobson, who's a fucking accountant or post postman or something by trade, and had to take annual leave to fucking play in these games, and so. <laughs> Some pretty good stories in there, but the Scorchers just being the Scorchers, just getting the fucking job done. So, um, that Mitch Marsh, because he wasn't playing, but he was mic'd up on the boundary line. He was quite interesting to listen to. He's always good value with that stuff, Bison. But yeah, but it was a pretty good game in the end. So it was quite entertaining. So,
4: agree. Oh, I um, just gonna, it was good, good to watch. I was
1: just gonna ask before, um, is the reason that Perth Scorchers are so successful because they're the only ones who take it actually seriously? I think it's a surely, part of it. surely, no one else gives a fuck. Who? Oh, Renegades sadly don't. Melbourne <laughs> uh, no Stars. Renegades
0: like we got Finch. You just put Ava cuts around him. We're we'll right.
1: <laughs> I know Ross had said that the the standard of cricket improved for the last three weeks. Obviously, with the better players coming back from the Test summer. But have you seen the whole PR campaign from Cricket Australia? It's been the most attended like, at BBL of all time. Yeah, it's the longest. It was shit for the first fucking like, eight
4: weeks. Mm. But definitely, definitely benefit some of the
0: games. from not next season, but the season after when it gets shortened down again. It will definitely benefit. Oh my
4: yeah, word. I read an article yesterday. I think it might have been wrong, saying the next two are going to were slated for fourteen uh, when, games. I, th- I thought
0: when we read it, it inaccurate. said that it was. So I thought it said that the next one's normal, then it goes back.
4: I yeah. think that's right. I think this article was on ABC website. I think it might have been incorrect because that TV deal was done to start thought, in so eighteen it was done by months.
0: See that article? Yeah. Did they didn't They say? Did they call everyone at the meeting white supremacists? But um,
1: <laughs> um yes, if you if Ross read that article yesterday, we'll get a screenshot of it in a week. So yeah, that's a, <laughs> you, can you verify whether it's yeah. true. We'll to the group truth,
2: chat yeah. next Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and the article actually a... got written four days ago. So <laughs> I
4: anyway. think they had a <laughs> quote from like the what's his name, Dobbo Dobson, the um, i CA, Dobbo CA, Dobson, yeah. the, the CA BBL bloke in there saying, oh, we've got the next two seasons left to see. This one's been probably Maybe we'll cut the next two down to 12. It's like, mm. that's a direct quote. Know, really? well, He's not getting read read
3: wasn't what was happening. But anyway, so mm. we'll wait and see how no, that all works whatever.
0: out. Uh, so we'll quickly what? touch on before we wind up the BBL. So we had the um most runs of the tournament, which is the BKT Golden Bat, according to what I pulled off <laughs> cricket.com. Cricket. Um BKT. So Maddie Short. The man from Ballarat, who just had an amazing BBL, made 458 runs to take home the golden cap. Aaron Hardy from the Scorchers got 443. Our man, big, fat Aaron Finch got 418. Chris Lee got 416 before he fucked off to the UAE. Uh, Josh Inglis got 405. For anyone playing at home, if you have to draw Josh Inglis in your notepad, just draw a square and put some arms <laughs> and legs on it. Because that bloke is just a fucking square. He's <laughs> straight out, straight down. That's all he is. His man is a square. Um, so we've got the most wickets, which is a BKT Golden Arm. So no, yeah, man, golden Sean arm. Abbott was killing it with 28 wickets. Andrew Ty got 25. More or less, <laughs> uh, Mick Nessa got 22. Riley Meredith, Ross's man, the music festival got 21. And the man that I'd never really heard of until this year, but I think he might be Tasmanian, the Renegades, Tommy Rogers took 21 wickets as well.
2: Little Tommy Rogers. Taking
0: a fifa when he's playing against his namesake against the Stars when, Aaron, when Zampa pissed him off and he came <laughs> out all guns fucking blazing. <laughs> That's what right. That see from you, Adam Zampa. Well fucking done. Um, all righty, so... Also, we've got the BBL team of the year. So, um, we'll quickly run through that. So, Matty Short and Steve Smith are listed to open. Um, Aaron Hardy at three. Finchie at four and captain. Josh Inglis at five and keeping. Tim David, Ross's man. Mick Nessa, Shawnee Abbott, Andrew Tide, Tommy Rogers. Paddy Dooley. Ross is another one of Ross's. Dooley, Dooley.
4: And Chris Lee
0: looks like he's 12th man in that side. So, unlucky Christopher Lynn.
4: He's just yeah, a T20 jipper.
0: No, I'm wanted, so good on him. No, he's
4: just a T20 jipper with a funny runner trying to make his way in the world. Nick, so yeah. leave him alone. Leave yeah. him um, alone. Holy dooly Holy dooly
0: indeed. All righty. So that's um, all I've got prepared for the BBL. So I've got in my oh. notes here, Ross, you want to talk about international cricket?
4: Oh, I do. I wanted to talk about BBL first. Oh, yeah, we we'll talk about that, that as all right? well. Oh, yeah. no. Um, no. Interesting with um, the BBL, like the final there at um, Scorchers Stadium, what's called Perth Stadium, you know, they sold 30,000 right, seats or something in um, 15 <laughs> minutes or whatever it was. Like it's really big,
3: I think. I fucking uh, love it.
4: Yeah, the BBL, particularly in those states that are used to having in sporting comps in Australia, like that one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one team. Meant one uh, one team. team or one or two, yeah. So like uh, Brisbane, Perth and Adelaide, which tends to be the way, and and Hobart as well. And not perhaps as um, popular in Melbourne and Sydney because they're used to having lots of different teams or something. And you know, I was just thinking, I know they're going to go contract the BBL and play it all in January, but um, sorry December, January, but once again, you're still competing with uh, international cricket because you're going to start before boxing day you know, maybe a week and then it's going to be on January. So well, that's what sort of I was like don't start it till um, uh, after the Sydney Test. And then still only run it for four or five weeks, whatever that um, optimum time is. And then we saw it like once it comes well, – this is the original plan a few years ago. They said, oh, we want the BBL to go into February. So when kids are back at school, they're talking about BBL, like they talk about a round of AFL or NRL. Well, it's, it's yeah. possible. Just have like a bit of the festival of cricket every night in the school holidays bit, and then just swap to like a Thursday to Sunday round like um, – yeah. NRL and AFL haven't, but you play two games across Thursday to Sunday, have Monday, Tuesday yeah. off, and then back in it, maybe start Wednesday even. I know those night games on like a Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday in particular wouldn't get many people, but uh, well, play them in Canberra or somewhere different, mix it up. And, uh, but those weekend you could have triple headers on weekends, one o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock, both days, like just have a bit baseball style where Brisbane Heat play Perth two days in a row in Perth or something. And, um, yeah, just have it like – yeah, there's nothing on in February. There's no team sport, Australian team sport in February. Anywhere you put it, as you can see with the Australian team leaving to go to um, India the week after the semi-final, so to speak, there's no perfect time to have it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, um could be possible. It just – why, why should you, like, overlap cricket? We don't have a lot of cricket – like, this. Yeah. A, a, it's not a six month season of cricket It's you know December, January basically two months Why overlap all the cricket And have it happening at the same time And do you know why Australia's touring India right now? It's because the World Cup that's happening in October Was originally going to be this six week block here There you go Oh, there you go Got shifted because yeah. of COVID stuff And ODI Super League Not having enough time to conclude mm. So that's my little bit of international uh, cricket for you. Oh, I did have yes, one no. of the – sorry, I'll throw it to David then come back for some international cricket. Sorry, David. There you
1: go. i just going to say, as a man who lived in Perth for 12 months, um, the BBL is probably the second most exciting thing you can do there. So that's why they love it. <laughs> so fuck all else to do over there.
2: At Northbridge, is the most exciting thing to do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so international cricket—it's a a little bit old now, but we like that sort of stuff on this podcast. The New Zealand India three-game ODI series was one of the greatest ODI series I've ever witnessed. As someone who's passed my house. Yeah, so I don't have any details because I've <laughs> lost complete interest in it now that it's four weeks ago. There was, but... was
1: runs made. Jeez, oh, there was I some runs know, made. Like, Cheers, Shulman,
4: tears shed. Oh, Fuck, there's Gil. a cricket
0: hell. Oh, oh. No,
4: Shubman Gill, something like you never heard of, <laughs> right. came into the team and made a double-ton opening. Yeah. You know, I wish day. him all
2: the best, Ross. Yeah. That's good. I New Zealand, New Zealand <laughs> didn't write any notes like me and yeah. did for you know, the thing no, that happened 25 this, days
3: though.
4: ago. No? New Zealand were cooked. And then this bloke, Michael Bracewell, I think he's the keeper, came in at seven and belted a ton and nearly got him over the line. It's like there it was 370. A bloke made a double ton. They didn't make 400. They only made like 370 India, fell away. And then New Zealand were like five 200. And then Bracewell gets a ton and someone down the order made a few runs and they only felt like 20 runs short. Amazing game of cricket.
1: One of the best ODI series I've ever seen, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I love it. (laughs) I won't ruin the
4: aura by describing it. Yeah, if you want to know,
1: look it up yourself. It's on crickinfo.com. It
4: was damn good. It was It's
1: on Kayo, get yourself a subscription.
4: So it's around about the 20th, 25th of Jan, somewhere around those dates. Really good. They they had such a good time. They then played three uh, T20s, which are equally as good, if not... Uh, sorry, almost as good as the best ever three-game ODI <laughs> series I've ever seen. And there goes my mate again. <laughs>
3: Live in a
2: good neighbourhood, Ross.
4: Oh, yeah. We're just going to start the tyre fire next. <laughs>
3: well,
2: you yeah. don't want someone coming onto your turf and doing a big burnout, mate. You have to go do a bigger one now. That's, yeah, it, that's mate. it,
4: And Once you've taken the wheels off your car on blocks, what else are you going to do? Set them alight. So. Put, some, put right. some
2: oil down on the road so you can get the flames and smoke going too.
4: That's it. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe we should go as to not hold you up doing that, Ross. <laughs>
4: Yeah, look, I've just got to get some accelerant out of the shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, there is. Yeah. I have a little bit of international news before we move on. So, a little bit of women's because they, they got the T20 uh, World Cup coming up. The mm. women do. Um, and South Africa will be without their former captain slash fucking legend, Dane yep. Van Nierkirk, who got who missed out on the squad because she failed the time trial by 18 seconds. And they said, not nah, you do not get picked. Fuck off. So, yep. I, so for anyone playing home, that's why I don't play one's cricket anymore because I failed my time trial by fifteen days.
3: But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I- the funny one about so she had an injured ankle for most of the yeah, southern she broke an ankle, summer, so she missed the last yeah. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, and recovering from that. Um. You know, I don't really want to get too much into you know fitness levels and stuff about other people's bodies, but I think surely uh, we've got to get past these. Is just you know a planet in general or a sport in general? Is it you sh- you should be measured on your output on the game. Um, that you play, I think, unless about your fitness levels or body type or something yeah. like that.
1: Your ability yeah. to complete the game that you're playing should yeah, be all and to
2: compete and that. to be well. So your yeah. output on the day should be how you're selected moving forward. Yeah, Ross.
4: It does seem quite odd. I know, like a two kilometre time trial, it doesn't test much about the game of cricket. It's just like a general fitness level yeah, or was... running capacity. Yeah. Whereas maybe, you know. Okay, 22 yard do. sprints,
1: maybe. Yeah, that's it. That yeah. would
4: make more sense. Yes, or bowl yeah. 10 overs. Yeah,
1: bowl
2: 10 overs. They do, you know,
4: an all run running five. Sprints. See how you're going. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, I don't know, chase the ball to the boundary. What would that yeah, be like a hundred meter sprint yeah, maximum? Yeah, yeah. in um,
4: keeping gloves and pads, yeah, yeah. and like, <laughs> and and like arm, arm leg lever. weights, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. But there's many more cricket relevant, I would have thought, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. That could be done, I mean,
2: there's it? standards and stuff like that, and this, you know, it's world level, so you, there is standards, but I mean, the output that you have as a cricketer. And I think just in any sports, even in AFL and stuff, there is people talking about people's bodies, shapes, and sizes and stuff in the AFL. We'll just let them play, and if they're shit, well, then don't pick them. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it needs to be that simple, doesn't it? Like, people are all different shapes and sizes, and if you're excluding people because of, you know, certain fitness levels and stuff like that, it makes the game poorer, in my opinion. Just a little bit now that
4: we're talking about women's cricket, I enjoyed watching a lot of, um, in the last um, 26 days, um, a lot of Australia versus Pakistan. It was a little bit one-sided, but it was still very entertaining. Um, Yeah,
2: I quite enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy watching. I love seeing Australia fucking win uh, and win easily. Yeah. So, <laughs> And
4: to the good people of Hobart who had a night game on a Thursday night in school holidays, that was pathetic, the crowd that turned up there. You don't deserve ever to have another test match That's or right, one limited on, overs cricket match played in the state yeah. of Tasmania ever again. Fuck them. Pathetic. And um, interesting also, uh, Cricket Australia, I'll give them good points because often bag them. That they are probably that will be the last international game they play on January twenty sixth. I feel they oh, yeah. haven't played a game on that date since twenty nineteen. The we there was there was some reasonable um, coverage of the issues that arose this time around, and I think they'll just as they they've mostly now not put national games on. January twenty sixth. There'll still be BBL games. Um, but yeah, then it does um one of the things that uh, sometimes easy to be critical about sporting organizations about it is they're just doing lip service to different things and really their go. But cricket Australia really yeah. have embraced indigenous um activities, I would say, or indigenous issues. And well, they should continue then, and this will be a good step along the way.
2: Yeah, particularly in the last five or six years, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. the history of cricket in Australia is probably not that good, but recently, I mean yeah. when's the yeah. best time to do something twenty years ago, second best time to do something now, and they're doing now, it. Now,
4: that's so. right. Hey, yes. Correct.
3: Yes. Now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, now.
4: Now. Yes.
2: Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, David Dale Stane, I think, tweeted, um, the ridiculous time trials and stuff like that. He said there was be four or five people in the great sides of that he was in that wouldn't be passing that sort of fitness test. Yeah, Vernon
1: Philander, one of them. Yeah, oh, but it was Jacques Callis, I think, wouldn't have done yeah. it as well, I think. Uh, <laughs> my favourite, Charles, Charles Longervelt, he wouldn't have got anywhere <laughs> near
2: it. <laughs> it's a pretty reasonably quick time, I think, for the two Ks, isn't it? Like you had to be under four and a half minute Ks or something No.
0: Like Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah,
2: something
0: like that. Yeah. it was. I can't imagine the boomers getting through too many times that quick.
4: Oh, these tidy legs.
0: Yeah.
4: You have to take twice
0: as many steps as everyone else. The
4: the WPL has kicked off too. After they got the TV rights, they sold the team rights to the uh, women's IPL, essentially, it's called the Women's Premier League. Yeah. India's new uh, WPL. Yeah, and so there's five teams have each paid millions and hundreds of millions of dollars for the franchises. Franchises. Yeah. So that's happening straight after this T Twenty World Cup in South Africa. Basically, the Women's IPL kicks off. Yeah. It's March.
1: Yeah. I mean, think one of those blokes was a billion dollars on the stock market just after he paid for. <laughs> A woman said the the Adani jipper who got done for fraud. Oh, they allegedly. got like allegedly. fraud or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly done for fraud. Yeah, um, yeah he likes the litigation and to get the um, undercover cops on your ass, too, that Adani bloke. So, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, uh, I think Rachel Haynes is just recently retired, coaching one of the sides. She
4: is. Yeah. Which is good.
2: Um, and there was talk of, I think, the, the, I forget who it was, but one of the teams paid more. Than they paid for their IPL franchise initially,
4: but it's like things keep growing. Something. So the um, there's only five teams. Mm. So I was wondering, you know, most T Twenty comps have IPL anyway. Is seven Indian players, four international players per starting eleven, and that that's sort of um, others do two and whatever, but that. UAE comps, what two and two at home and nine internationals has <laughs> gone a different way. I wonder with the WPL what the ratio is going to be because you would think they want the best players. And I guess that about oh, 20 of the top 30 players are Australian. Yep. Like yeah, probably, probably more. <laughs> so, I yeah. And they might want to
2: yeah, be like five at home,
4: six in internationals or something yeah. like that. Wait and yeah. see.
2: I think yeah. you're probably right there because you um, think be England
4: England would supply another ten to fifteen, yeah, yeah, top class players. Australia, yeah, thirty maybe, maybe that's pushing it a bit, twenty odd, and then yeah, New Zealand, a handful, South Africa, a handful, yeah. West Indies, one or two.
0: Alrighty, sounds like fun. <laughs> All right, so um. We'll move on to a bit of local cricket, and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of a wrap up after that, I guess.
4: Yeah, debrief and then hit record.
0: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we'll start off with uh, Amelia
4: Omar from the
0: Marble Cricket Club. who had quite a week out a couple of weeks ago, so she had a bat on Tuesday, made 128 not out. She had a bat on Friday, made eighty four. She had a bat on Sunday, made one hundred and fifty two, not out.
2: Jesus.
4: We said, we said, you said the Tuesday, Friday, Sunday was that the classic uh, three day grand final that playing? It, right? <laughs> <master's there. laughs> Must have been a best
2: of three
0: T twenty series. That's so. it. That's <laughs> long, you know it.
4: Yeah. They lost the one we didn't make the back time. Back home, I don't
3: know if they do it anymore. But back home, Seagrave
0: was a one day comp when I was a kid, and we played a best of three grand final. Oh. First and lost the following two. Oh. Oh.
4: Yes, yeah. first year at uh, a certain cricket club, we know and love. I played a three game one one day grade grand oh, final right. series. Yeah. yeah, won the first two.
0: Uh, so, next up, we had Javid Khan from the Melbourne Eagles, He got 301 not out in 24 fours and 36s. 36s?
2: It's not often that the sixes is higher than
1: yeah, it's the 180
0: fours. 180 runs in sixes. Oh yeah.
1: my yeah. God. Uh, we also runs had, in uh,
0: fours. Collingwood so- small forward, Jack Ginovan, went home and played for Barkers Creek, and he got 118 not out. He faced 85 balls and he had 18 boundaries. And did people lose their minds on my Cricket when he got Gatorade Player of the Week? Because he's only a fucking AFL player. Uh, <laughs>
4: I've, I've been to that cricket ground, Michael. It's um, tiny, but good yeah. on him. Yeah.
0: Hey, someone's got to do it.
4: That's it. So next They're up, we're just going to quickly
0: touch. This is not necessarily a performance, but something a little bit interesting. So we had the um, Kelmscott Cricket Club taking on the Phoenix Cricket Club in God knows fucking wherever those two teams are. But this is the Phoenix side. See if you notice the theme. Craig Smith, Des Smith, Jamie Smith, Michael Smith, Wicketkeeper Murray Smith, Brad Smith, Sid DeMello, Tate Smith, David Smith, Zachary Smith, and Zane Smith.
4: Gonna DeMello, brother-in-law? In, I'm going to guess <laughs> it's in Tassie somewhere. Ah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Zig, zig. Aww. There was 10 blokes played under a bodge. Yeah, <laughs> just named them all Smith. There you go, fellas. It might Smiths. be the
2: Phoenix Cricket
0: Club Smudges, I think. For all the Smiths, but yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple more performances. I've so got Lily Osborne from the Norwood Cricket Club, we've got 117, not out, and took three for 10. Not a bad day. And Aiden okay. Jackson of the Richmond Cambridge Cricket Club made 253, 17 fours, 24
3: sixes. No, Ivy
2: League.
0: Not too bad. So next, I'm going to tell. I told this story to you boys before. I'm going to tell on the podcast because it's funny. So it's another, uh, it's mixed adventures in local cricket.
3: <laughs> um,
0: so, unsurprisingly, we do a cricket podcast. And I play local cricket. So I'm a, I'm 40, almost 41 soon. Um, so I play over 40s veterans cricket. So this means I give up my quarters. Saturday to mm. play poorly in our second eleven, then give up my Sunday. To play poorly in our fucking vet side. Um, so we rock up um, yesterday as we record this to small ground in North, get to take on the Edinburgh Cricket Club. And um, we're playing on turf, which we haven't played on turf since the previous vets game I played on, which is possibly the worst, worst turf, turf wicket I've ever played on. And this was um, quickly to take second place, this Edinburgh turf wicket. But um, so it's the very first ball of the game. Um, very, so very first over of the game. So there's basically been three dots. One gets like pushed to cover and like just stops in the grass. So, like, jog in, pick it up. They run a single, you know, whatever, throw it back to the bowler. Um, next two balls are dots. So it's one off the over. You know, I'm in covers, pick the ball, didn't go past me, didn't do anything. Our former first 11 skipper, who's vice captain yeah. of the vets, comes out a second slip. His name's Moose. Moose comes up to me at cover, goes, Yeah, Mick, do you want to just swap with Maddie? It and I turn to him. I go, it's been one fucking over, Moose. And I go, and the board didn't even fucking go past me. It's one fucking run. And then, and then and he's gone, I've fucking had enough of you already. Go to point. Said, fuck you. And he goes, fuck you. And I go, fuck off. And he goes, you fuck off. I go, you know what? Maybe we can both fuck off. And I went to point and he went to second slip and we stewed <laughs> on it for about three overs.
3: Uh, <laughs>
0: then we took a wicket and we had a little bit of a powwow and kind of calmed it down. And then we kept kind of half apologizing to each other all day. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, it. no.
0: We got past it and everything was fine. Then we get back to the club. This is the part of the joke I didn't tell you boys. So we get back to the club and everything's calmed down and we're sitting around having a chat. And someone mentioned something about over. Uh, 35's footy. And one of the boys <laughs> turns to me and goes, oh, do you play do you play vets footy as well? now?" Nah. So I turn to and go, mate, I can't even move well enough to the field and covers. You reckon I can play <laughs> footy?
3: <laughs> and Moose didn't like that very much. <laughs> but
0: that basically, so anyone who, who knows me, that that story won't be surprising. Anyone who doesn't know me, that's what dealing with me on a Saturday or
2: Sunday is
1: like. <laughs> the, uh,
2: well, you have to realise, me. And you probably didn't realise before you started playing Vets Cricket that Vets Cricket is the most important cricket there is. Oh,
0: fuck, mate. More club,
2: important than the first 11 for the club, more up. important than even test cricket. I,
0: Saving I've sat run in possibly. longer meetings listening to boys talk about Vets Cricket than I've no. sat in fucking first 11 meetings. Like, fucking
1: hell. I've sat yeah, in Mick, longer meetings worried about what peanuts we had to choose because <laughs> on the other bars.
4: If you were lucky enough, Mick, in your uh, Saturday outings to – and uh, make your way into the finals. I was wondering what days they've um, yes, scheduled yes, your so finals for.
0: for. So, mm. um, if we win this coming game, we'll, we'll sneak into fourth, and we'll get to play in the semis.
3: Which, uh, okay, the so eliminator.
0: Great. So, the semi-finals <laughs> are on the long weekend in March, Labor Day weekend for those playing at home. Um, day one is your standard Saturday fair, which you would expect. You know, being yep. a Buck- Saturday's cricket day, and most comps do Saturday Sunday finals. You know, if it makes sense. Not the fine folks in the Eastern fucking Cricket Association, no. <laughs> we do Saturday and fucking Monday. So if we make the semifinals, we have to play That's on the ridiculous. fucking public holiday. We get a day off in between, Thank fuck, so we can rest up. But then we have to come back on the fucking, <laughs> fucking holiday.
4: So uh, that makes the- it even funnier, Mick, because you've played Saturday, Sunday before. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and also, say <laughs> so you make it to the grand final, they go and everyone's got to get an
1: annual leave day off for the Monday.
0: Exactly then the granny like, goes back to Saturday, Sunday. Fucking dumb.
1: Was it nah, fucking they're, stupid? They're um, they're Tuesday, Thursday, Twilight games. L the grand final. Uh, yeah, okay. No, yeah.
4: Yeah, it's 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 six nights in a row. You play from five thirty till <laughs> you can't see. A, I think
0: I think it works. It's a bit like um. The eastern the eastern semi final weekend works a bit like the BBL, and you got to have clean air on the Sunday for the one day grades to play. So that way, everyone can go watch them. So yeah,
4: clean air. All you blokes have got nothing to do on the Sunday because yeah. your game's Saturday Monday. Yeah, you, set out, you know, Monday get out your
0: game. ice bath and go down to fucking Emerson Oval in fucking Burwood and watch a fucking. Watch limited uh, overs number eight. Fucking just, three
2: versus four. Get around them. Fuck unzip that. the hyperbaric chamber leggings. <laughs> this
4: one, hey, just, or... just propped up on the back of their ute. Just watching the <laughs> one-day <laughs> grade.
2: Oh, uh, Local cricket, eh? Hey? Thanks, Fuck, it fucking doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse.
4: Make that <laughs> one-day comp play on the Monday. Yeah, I, fuck them
2: blokes. Make them play Monday. Oh,
4: uh, hilarious. Uh, Alrighty.
0: Um, that's all I've got for my prepared statements. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to
2: add? Um, no. uh, Congratulations to Port Arlington Cricket Club first eleven team for bowling fifty-one overs before tea in a local cricket match. Fuck, that's good mm-hmm. going. Unheard of. Yeah. So you I, were bowling, I, Alex? I, I was bowling, friends, mate. <laughs> I bowled twenty six overs. That's part of the reason why I coming off one skip and then two steps, and the quick bowler at the other end comes off my exact same run up length. So that's why we <laughs> bowled so many overs in the time. But that is crazy. It's yeah, that's eleven fun. overs over what you would expect at T. So eighty over games or seventy five, and it's what is it two hours for the first session? So that's fucking good going, yeah, mental. Uh, we still lost, but, you know, the umpire gave us a high five <laughs> you, on the but way. But exactly so that's the main
4: thing. Yeah. Brevity is key. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the first away. rule
2: of local cricket. Play as least amount of local cricket as you can possibly.
4: <laughs> and boring cricket wins matches is rule number two. 18 men, for...
2: 26
0: overs, seven maidens, too far.
4: Yeah, well done. Do you reckon you guys could be none for 20 off 20 overs? Yep. Okay, boring cricket. Let's do yeah. it. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Could be worse, fucking so, so I said I play second eleven at our old club. Might as well tell all the fucking stories. So we um so last week I so it's a two-week game and it's the comp we're in is a development comp, they like to call them. So you can name thirteen blokes. So I couldn't play the first week, but they named me inside so I could have a bat the second week. Um Perfect.
1: Oh best performer cricket.
0: So first week's fantastic day, you know, high twenties, low thirties, the grounds not overly big, lightning fast. You know, just one of those days is fucking how good is it to put, play cricket? So, our boys unfortunately lost a toss and then had to have a bowl. So, the oppo <laughs> ran up 352, one bloke made 200. Um, basically, run a ball 200, he made. Um, so, we oh. come back next week So and I rock up to have a bat. It is overcast, it has been raining, the pit, The ground is wet, it's still quick because <laughs> it's not big. The pitch is wet and skidding. It is dark as fuck behind the bowler's arm, mm-hmm. and our umpire—not not entirely his fault, because I'll, I'll wear some blame for this. Our hoodies that our cricket club have are navy blue, which also happened to be really fucking dark. So um, we're on—I'm on strike, and I'm one of four victims in this story. But I'm on strike. The opening bowler from the Oppo is a dirty Lassif Malinga-style slinger, <laughs> so the very dark maroon ball comes out of the chest of the umpire in his very dark fucking navy hoodie and yep. just comes flying through fucking about ankle high every fucking ball well i got bold neck and crop and then another bloke got bold neck and crop and another bloke and another bloke and we were four for 21
2: chasing 350 oh.
3: <laughs> Jeez. So,
2: this is now going to be one of the all time great lower order run chase victories, Mick. I'm guessing. Well, we got we the boys
0: had to bit a fight back and we got to 91, <laughs> <laughs> but we also were eight for 91 because we were short in this gray weekend. named 1400 blokes, we still can get 11 blokes. And, and in one of the great, fucking, um, examples of how why democracy doesn't work in park cricket is, um. They took it to a vote and got voted down to chase the outright, so we didn't have to bat again.
2: Oh, thank God. But, so we didn't That's have to awful. bat again.
0: It's like it's like oh, it's madness because they're, like, they're, eight they're yeah. third. They probably had a chance to get in the second but didn't try to outright us. Fucking nuts. But anyway, take the uh, take small victories while you can.
4: Well, you're, all, you're back home by 3 p.m. So yeah, yeah. Back,
0: went back <laughs> to watch the ones um get outrighted. So it was nice. <laughs> There's few ducks in that game, I saw. They were trying to reverse the outright and just, unfortunately, just they kept it in first instead of reverse. And it just didn't go that way. <laughs> drove directly into the outright, Drove out out the way. Yeah. <laughs> You've got, you, you got to steer against the outright and they steered straight into It's it. like
2: when you see an old duck and they forget to put it in um, reverse and they just drive straight through the shop window, <laughs> yeah. except it's the outright <laughs> shop. <laughs> bang
0: uh, No, nah, I, I appreciate them trying to reverse the outright the theory was sound and if I was Skipper I probably would
2: try to do the same thing which didn't work out uh, fair enough you, gotta, you know you got to risk losing uh, the game to win it I've always, oh, that's, well, that's, that's, how many times do yeah, exactly teams right. try mark, to reverse it?
4: Yeah. Yeah. how many times what's the, you know nine times out of ten that teams try to reverse an outright and get out oh, 100% <laughs> <an outright? laughs> something
2: like that yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to get zero point anyway, so you may as yeah. well just so get... You just get, just get like, no points. Just let like well them have 12. No points
3: yeah. Well,
0: but, um, yeah, so that's, um, so that's me done. Any listener feedback?
1: Not from me. Uh,
2: uh, no, nothing from me, other than, you know, just the general good vibes I can feel from our listeners every week that we're doing a good job and we should push through to 200 in the next 20 to 30 weeks. <laughs> I think if we
0: get to 200, then we'll have almost... um. One episode for every listener, according to SoundCloud.
2: So.
4: <laughs> they,
2: can all have, they can all choose one each and that
1: can be... yeah, one
4: each. Uh, it's like name a game store. Everyone name names the first
2: leading teams episode where you guys absolutely <laughs> yeah. no, me risk it. It's no, like no, a draft. Yeah, think, well, yeah, whichever one, where the
0: leading draft. teams is, that will be the most requested. We might have to lottery <laughs> off that one.
2: Yeah. yeah, we should do one of those soon. And then, I'm ready to yeah. go off on you, cunts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we probably should actually.
4: Once you yeah, get bro, your pick, no, do another leading teams, we're getting into the part
0: where there's not much cricket, so leading teams might
4: be a good idea. Yeah, there's only four tests in India coming up, so yeah, well, be quite. Well, you know up, <laughs> but We've still
0: got 10 episodes So somewhere in there it's going to be no
3: cricket no, That's, that's 20 there's, to 30 weeks away We go to the moment
4: know, There's the dead zone Or as other people call it IPL
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right I think that'll do us For this
0: um, Long meandering Random thought podcast That we put together today So uh thank you everyone For listening Uh Frederick Harold Sock What do we got? Easter He sells some Easter socks I guess Or well, Valentine's Day Get yourself some Valentine's yeah. Day socks. Actually, you might be a bit late for that. You've only got about a week, but anyway. <sighs> um, all righty. That'll do us here. As they get them say, on
4: Star Trek, not Australia Post. Yeah. That'll be better.
0: And as they say in the classics, thank you, fuck you. Bye-bye, everybody.
1: Yeah, you will. Fuck that's over. I've got to take a shit.